0: Hello, welcome in, get out of the cold, Um, remember shoes off at the front door, get some snacks and come take a seat um, and join us here in the music shack with both Ray and Jack. Um, We took a little bit of a break last week and there wasn't Mm -hmm. really much happening um, and we thought that would definitely be the time to take a break and we were wrong because there is a lot to talk about but to be fair we kind of know it's coming but um, there is a lot to talk about today.
1: There wasn't a lot, when when we meant to record last week, there was not a lot to talk about, to be fair. Um, and I needed a break. <laughs> so um, thank you for like being patient with us and allowing us to have a break is like important. And um, this episode will probably be longer than normal because we have a lot to talk about. So it'll make up for it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we, we will make up for it. And it is important to take breaks, mm-hmm. so um, yes. that comes first always. Yes.
1: Well, let's not, like, waste our time and get right into it. <laughs> sure. So, um, what was something we missed that happened last week that we weren't able to talk about was that Olivia Rodrigo released her new single, Vampire, which, personally, I am obsessed with it. Is- I think... I, I think it it's really good. It's really, really good. I think it doesn't have the like loop factor that driver's license had like okay. I think it's not the kind of song I would play on repeat for like five days straight for like three months straight and then get sick of it and never play it again, which is kind of how driver's license <laughs> felt for me. It's the kind of song that I'm gonna love for a long time, but I'm not gonna like play it nonstop forever <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until I means- get tired of it
0: that was one of the main things i think when it came out um is obviously people were like "Oh, it has the same kind of it might have the same feel as the uh, driver's license and a lot of people weren't wanting to repeat it but i think as times went on since the release everybody's been that had the same kind of opinion issue like it's yeah it's so good but it also like mm-hmm. it's not one of those songs where even if it does get a ton of radio play like it would never be i think a song that you could really get sick of like i feel like driver's license yeah. it was that vibe where it was such a good song but um even though it was really overplayed like it it yeah. i think after you listened to it a couple of times yourself you kind of felt like that fatigue from it but this song is just it feels refreshing um mm-hmm. and olivia is just proving that she can disappear and come back and like act like nothing's happened and still be like one of the like most like interesting and like
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like fun artists that we have um about these days and um and just the music video for it and everything was so fun um they not know what to expect we were wrong well i th- I don't know whose theory it was but i think i was wrong with my theory um about the blood and the red and everything <laughs> but it kind of was right there was blood in it um but um, there
1: was blood in it to be fair and i I'll think one point. i think that like we don't need her to rebrand completely and we talked about this a little bit last time as well. Like we she doesn't need to rebrand. And I think the fact that she, she as a female such a young female artist can be successful without having to like do a complete rebrand with like some kind of shock factor and like still be successful. So update from last week so she her vampire came out. It's been out for a little while. It's been really really good and it got number one on the Billboard charts, which is so exciting. Um, Olivia is the first artist to get number one on the Billboard heart, Billboard charts with their with her first two first artist ever with her first two lead singles, um, which is crazy, and no, so no. like that's like history that she could do that, and she didn't even have to reinvent herself, and that just says so much about like how far. Like people like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and have like pushed the industry to recognizing female artists that they can break records on their own and not just like break a female record, you know?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and the whole rebranding thing it, it, it's more now just become a thing if like the artist wants to do it, they yeah. Can.
1: There's there's nothing wrong with doing it.
0: Yeah, like it's like it's up to the artist and like artists that do it have fun with it but it's just because this has been a trend that like artists have had to do to kind of stand out it doesn't mean that's the way things are going like how many men do you see rebrand themselves every new album like none like so why Ed Sheeran
1: people... released like 700 albums with uh, <laughs> mathematical symbols That is true, so yeah. that that's no hit on Ed Sheeran by the way we love Ed Sheeran we here do. but um like it was a joke <laughs> That's
0: just a little dig for having John Mayer on stage, but it's okay. That's it's we're okay. See.
1: We for, we forgive him for that. I I I have thoughts, but we're not gonna talk about it. Um, <laughs> the album's gonna be so good. I'm like excited to see with the album, like what what kind of direction she goes with it. Like, obviously, this is one song, and like, I'm I'm curious when the next single will be, and like, if it's gonna be like more of the same vibe, or we're gonna get like a slower song maybe next time, um, or. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've heard people say that a lot of the album might be like jealousy, jealousy kind of vibes, which I think is fun. I think that'll be fun. Um, yeah, there's
0: a lot more explicit songs on this album as well. I think we have four or yeah. five as well. Yeah,
1: so that's I crazy. That. It'll be good. I think that's exciting. And we'll definitely talk about it in the podcast. Okay. The next thing that we are going to talk about is Maisie. So... We did review her album last week. So exciting. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Maybe it was boring for you, but uh, (laughs) we are, we had fun. So who cares? This is our podcast, Um, but we love you guys for listening. So yeah. (laughs) Um, Maisie got number one on the UK charts. The Good Witch got number one. Uh, Big battle between her and Elton John and I would like to say fuck Elton John for bringing out young artists on stage in Glastonbury and everything, and being praised for that, and then literally p- trying getting all of like these young artists, not um, young celebrities, not not artists, um, to like post on their Instagram story like buy John Mayer's album to like literally bro- block an actual young. Female artist from getting number one because he wanted to get number one when he's fucking Elton John and he's have a, had a million Elf number ones and he wanted to like block Maisie from it which is fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I can't even imagine the chaos if that happened.
1: No, I mean it's just awful that he was even trying. Like yeah, I'm like okay, like if if you played Glasnevin and then all of a sudden your albums are getting more buys and streams and you're rais- raising the charts, that's fine. But the fact that he was, like, actively pushing people to buy it on his social media because he saw that it was charting uh, is, like, fucked up to me.
0: <laughs> you know, I like, agree as well. Like, it's... You've done enough. Like, chill. Like, just let someone... Like, if you're going to promote smaller artists or, like, have this, like, whole persona of being a someone who is, like, very healthy, um, like, has has a very, like healthy attitude towards like new artists and helping them get their way and everything like just using your platform to boost them but then you're gonna come down on someone who fucking deserves it like um, yeah it's fucked up deserves the number one and has worked so hard for it and like to push it after you've seen that it's so close like yeah i don't know
1: yeah i i it's just messed up and i i feel bad for maisie that like she kind of had the number one in the bag and then this had to happen and like she but I mean, she did get the number one, so not to discredit that, And the, but there was a lot of, like, pressure on social media for people to buy, and she had to do a lot of extra stuff, but that's okay, because it was worth it in the end, so it's okay. Um was
0: worth because yeah. did get something.
1: She got number one, which is good, and yes. we also, because of all of this, as, like, enticing, <laughs> yeah. to, as a reward to, like, the fans for, like, pushing the good Witch number one she gave us girls house which for those who don't know girls house is a unreleased song that maisie has been teasing since like you signed up for this it's something that she wrote uh like near the end of of making you signed up for this and i was going to be on like a you signed up for this deluxe that never ended up happening um and it's just something fans have been begging for forever so we finally got it in this like dropbox link that ed sheeran posted on his instagram story (laughs) which is so funny which it's now been deleted but um if you go into the Maisie features discord it's definitely still there so maybe if you're still looking for it you can definitely find it somewhere like that
0: that (laughs) Link in the description go check it out it'll be there somewhere you just may have to search for it but um, yeah
1: it's there or just ask somebody in general chat and be like hey where is it
0: <laughs> and they'll send you to the amazing like song that is girls house and it's just a funny it's just, I, 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 like see when listening to it I, I was just like I don't think the first listen actually went in my head because I was just so happy that we actually got it like I didn't believe it is it is
1: crazy when I clicked on the link I was like fully expecting to hear like me or something
0: <laughs> We've like, been traumatized in swifties that is like oh no I know Can you I, imagine? it's
1: it's like the wreck roll of swifties
0: uh, <laughs> um one that day
1: no, but like um he he was so funny he was like i on the Instagram live he was like, I don't know how to use Spotify, so I'm just gonna put it on reddit <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, it was fun. I loved it. I think it's the kind of song that's like, it's not for Spotify. It's not for the general public. It's for her fans. And like her fans are the ones who would like the fans who are like loyal enough to like go and check Ed Sheeran's Instagram story to get the Dropbox link are the ones who deserve it. And so that's like, I think it's a really cute gift and something nice for her to do to give us an unreleased song. That another song I gotta play from my files app, uh, like You're Losing Me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'll I don't think I've ever seen the light of day.
1: I, yeah, I need need You're Losing Me on Spotify. I know Girls' House will never be on Spotify, but I need You're Losing Me on Spotify so badly. You went to Amazing Show on July 9th, so why don't you talk about that? Because that's fun.
0: I did go to two Amazing Shows on July 9th. Before I get shouted at, This (laughs) this <laughs> f- this second show was added and it didn't sell out for like four days so if you didn't get a ticket that's that's not yeah me. i'm really sorry. Uh,
1: there's a lot of people who went to to, to both of them i don't yeah, think she literally any, like, said
0: like she literally said she was like, i'm definitely gonna see some of you later and we were like yeah like you are obviously good. um obvious but...
1: i i did see that some people like got the 5 p.m and then were trying to sell the 7 p.m because like they it was better to leave uh, earlier for their trains and stuff right um up. So it, it definitely sense. wasn't it definitely wasn't everybody, but if there's a show at five p.m. and a show at seven and in, in the same place, and you're already there, you might as well go to both if you're able.
0: Yeah, because it was only like so the show ended and it was only like forty minutes. You were waiting in the queue to get them back in again. Um, mm-hmm. But she done acoustic show. She's been doing them um, last month, um, and this is the last two on the like kind of run of acoustic shows for this year, um, and probably for mm-hmm. a little while. So we got a we got a surprise so we got want you back acoustic um which was so beautiful um and little me was sitting there hoping that someone had seen my tiktok asking them to do asking them to scream after the the second after the, the last verse. <laughs> no one did was upset um but um, maybe we can was... make that a
1: thing for the Goodwitch tour i <laughs> if it if, happens if... i don't know if she'll play it yeah it might just be an acoustic set only thing
0: but it was amazing and I I held off on listening to Wendy and I'm so glad I did cuz it was so beautiful um like here the, the acoustic first time. version so of
1: Wendy is so much better than the, than the than the album version I I I want her to release the acoustic version cuz it's so good and I, if she plays Wendy on tour I hope she plays the acoustic version she has um,
0: to like I think she's she seen has the response to. from it like I definitely it's feel like it's
1: so good so I good that. we got the production ruined it i love you joe rubel but i hate you for that <laughs> but i mean okay when i say the production ruined it i don't mean that it's so bad that i can't listen to it like i still love wendy for what it is yeah. but the acoustic version is just better
0: <laughs> so good yeah I re- hopefully we get it on spotify if not then hopefully we get that at shows like if that's if if yeah. transitions from like normal songs and does like an acoustic version and um, for wendy and then goes back but um will be fine. What else we got? Talking to Strangers, Personal Best. Um, mm. We got a bunch of. I can't even think now. Um, we've got Architecture and yeah, stuff as pen. well. Volcano. So, so good um
1: i'm so jealous of personal best and actually i can't be jealous of personal best because on the you signed up for this tour toronto was the only day she played personal best because someone requested it which is cute so i can't complain because i also have heard personal best live but that's so
0: cute though i'm so jealous
1: of architecture Cute. yay that's fun so we
0: like got like Obviously, we. I think one of her shows were like some of the only ones to actually get like special songs. I remember messaging you at the um, Edinburgh show. I was like, "We got the last week!" Like I literally spammed you. I was so excited. Yeah. So um, I
1: think like yeah, because because she played the list in her America and um, Australia tours mm-hmm. last year and on Asia shows, but she she just cut it um, for the UK shows for some reason. But then she played it on a few days, which was nice. So I don't know why she idea. did that um but <laughs> yeah it's
0: so good um q a is chaotic um i don't so even have chaotic. anything to say other than um it's so
1: fun that she does the q and a's though it was i love see it the
0: second see the one at night the the one in the afternoon was quite tame um yeah there was a couple like oh are you doing Ida's tour? and stuff and it's like
1: okay, uh, she's been asked
0: that like she, the whole point of q a is to ask her things about that she like, can answer and, yeah and like yeah <laughs> so she'll actually shut it down instantly um she was like ah okay and then like moved on to the next person um at night um we got um we got a sugar babe sing along don't know why um we got um, that's
1: so funny what else
0: did we get i'm trying to think uh we got obviously we got long live not long live mm. last kiss oh my god that's just in my brain we got last kiss on july 9th it was so beyond special um oh that's fun and it was so good um i seen something on twitter and it was by swiss society and i panicked because i seen Maisie, and i was like this is not going to be good but it was just a snippet of it um, and I and was nobody
1: like, was hating on her. Yeah, thank nobody God. was. Thank God. They're um, like, oh my God, why oh. does she sing like that? Like, fuck off. I was so <laughs> scared. Hate, I hate people who say shit like that, but thank God they weren't. Thank there God. was one
0: comment, it was like, oh, she's just trying to be an opener for the year's tour. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> just go back. I don't road. know
1: what she's trying to do. She's already played stadiums with Ed Sheeran, so just like, fuck off.
0: <laughs> exactly. We are museum Protectors <laughs> until the end. Um, anyway. But, yeah, I think that, and then. um Yeah, it was just such a fun experience. I missed out on a group Uh photo at the end. I knew it was going to happen. My phone had 2% because I -hmm. I was away camping this weekend. So I literally got back on Sunday, had to literally get changed and sprint out the door to get a train. um, and Oh my God, that's so
1: stressed. And I
0: needed my ticket and it was on my phone. So I missed the group photo at the end. But it was still like so fun and glad I got to see two. Um, Yeah,
1: it's worth it to be able to get home to miss that, honestly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 it's a good old, like it's I, I would rather be at home than stranded in edinburgh um yeah. Honestly, it was just such a good experience and that um i can't wait for the next ones but um yeah the shows, the it'll actual be shows are coming up as well soon so that'll be
1: i'm seeing maisie in soon. almost a month i'm seeing her on august 14th which is so exciting That's um so soon, so soon. So soon. good witch tour it? starts so soon probably in november
0: I think it is November. I was going to look, but I definitely won't be able to find it. But yeah, it's going to be around that time. But
1: enough of that. We have a lot of Taylor stuff to talk about this week because there was, you know, shit that happened at the Eras tour. There were tickets that went on sale for the Eras tour, and Speak Now Taylor's version came out. So we are going to talk about that, and we are going to discuss a lot about it. And as promised we will be going through the vault tracks um um one by one and we will be going through our thoughts on them like just exactly like what we think and um it'll be fun i'm excited
0: Um, uh, but
1: oh my god fun (laughs) i i I didn't buy any i'm i'm fake i'm sorry (laughs)
0: Uh. <laughs> i've got an open anybody want to join the podcast um we've got an open spot Fuck
1: off. <laughs> uh, okay so to start let's talk about the tracks on speaking out that aren't from the vault so we're not going to go through these one by one otherwise we could talk for three hours and yeah. we love you guys but we don't want to waste your time <laughs> and honestly nobody um,
0: wants to hear that i'm gonna be really real um as much as yeah we'd love to nobody's gonna wanna listen to us ramble
1: <laughs> so okay sorry if i'm looking at my other screen i've got the tracklist open just so um like i can see the producers and the credits and everything as we talk about things um so obviously this album is completely self-written it's really really nice i i think speak now taylor's version is such a precious album for taylor and i don't know jack if you got to read the prologue
0: yes um
1: so it made me cry when i read it Mm -hmm. and i i just think like what she says in the prologue really it really like captures i guess exactly what Speak Now means to Taylor because of the time in her life that it was and getting to look back on those things and with like her her adult perspective is like crazy and I don't know I think it's definitely worth a read I think that just like what she talks about in the there's one part of the prologue that like really stood out to me um where she says um I'll always feel shivers over all over when I remember singing long live to close the show Every night of tour, the outstretched hands of those bright and beautiful faces of the fans. Their support was like an open palm that reached out and helped me off the ground when others were frankly mean. These days, I make my choices for those people, the ones who thought I had been good enough all along. I try to speak my mind when I feel strongly in the moment I feel it. I'm still idealistic and earnest about the music I make, but I'm less crushed when people mock me for it. I now know that one of the bravest things a person can do is create something with unblinking sincerity to to put it all on the line. And I I just feel like that bit that she talks about there, like where she talks about how she does everything for the fans who she knows have been loyal to her through thick and thin, regardless of anything. And I think about some people in the fan base today who are fans because it's popular to be Taylor fans. And I think about how Taylor knows <laughs> that those people are some, some of them, not all of them, like it's okay to become a fan late, but like some of them are fake. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that like, she, she, she really like speaks to everything that she, I feel. And I think it's really great that she like recognizes that and that she 32, she can be 33 years old and be at the height of her career despite all of this stuff and say like know that at one point that might come crumbling down like castle's crumbling (laughs) and but but like be okay with it because she knows how to deal
0: with it yeah that was i'm I'm actually gonna cry Um, It, it, like see when this obviously uh, when the prologue was kind of released everybody was we all like to joke and everything and we're like oh taylor hates speak now because she had like had like no promo for it or yeah like had said nothing but then like if you look at like what like fearless tv got and what red tv got like this is like a full-on like love letter to speak now and yeah speak now means so much to me and it like what she said in the prologue and what Ray's like like said there like it it, it just this album connects to so many people and it's like she is speaking over like from the destination from the original album the stolen version to this (laughs) version like speaking about the timeline like especially with like how she can see who's really there and everything and like why she does the things she's like done and where she gets that energy and like um, like Uh, belief like um and like power from um and Mm -hmm. and like it puts a lot of like the love we have for taylor like she sees it all and it's like it's it's
1: it's it's so amazing and (sighs) like i i i completely agree i think something that like maybe some like swifties like won't get and like i think that like if you've been a fan of taylor through thick and thin whether you joined even like during the rep era or during the, the fearless era during the speak now era, or even like, um, during the midnight's era in the future, when you listen to songs, when you're a stan of someone, you have so many memories with them. Like I remember being 11, 12 years old in seventh grade and having a crush on the boy who sat next to me in my class (laughs) and coming home every day and listening to Sparks Fly because that was like the coolest thing. And I, I don't know. (laughs) It was just funny. That was just fun. And like, uh, and I'm like, now I listen to that song and I'm like, oh my God, like that's what I remember, which is weird. (laughs) That is what I remember of it. Or like, I don't know. Like, I just, it's crazy. Even like the story of us, I just remember, like, yeah. listening to that song so much and, like, singing in my bedroom and, like, putting on a whole charade and like, a weirdo. And, <laughs> and it's just, like, those memories make listening to these songs so much special. And just, like, to get into the the songs themselves, I feel like a lot of people were complaining when they first listened that, like, they don't like the production, yada, yada, yada. Um so I think I didn't like the production as much on First Listen either. And then I saw A, t- a tip on Twitter to turn off some setting. Oh, okay. Um whatever it's called on Spotify. Uh used to turn off I don't I don't know what it is. Honestly I didn't pull up that tweet so I don't remember um what exactly it was, but maybe I'll find it later and then Jack can put it in the description. Yeah, I've not seen it. Um,
0: so I'll need to try that.
1: And I turned off that setting and, like, it fixed everything. <laughs> um, oh. it, it felt like they sounded so much more like the original tracks, but it still felt fuller. Like, her voice sounds so much more mature, mm-hmm. which and the production sounds more complete. Um, You can hear her voice more over, like, the male background singer, which I think on the Old Speak Now you could hear the male background singer uh, like, the male background singer was needed to make her voice feel full. Here, it just felt like a compliment to it. It's actually the exact same person who did the background vocals in Speak Now as Now, which is fun. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. I think, I don't know, what what were your thoughts, like, overall on the Taylor's version album?
0: Um, so, like, the whole production thing and stuff, I definitely didn't even, like, pay attention to it the first listen. I think I was just filled with nostalgia and, like, Mm-hmm. like been waiting for this for so long um but i like as the second lesson and stuff came in you do start to notice things um but it is like the small like i'll need to try it with that Saying i've not tried it um i've not seen it so I'll, I'll definitely try it with that and um see how it sounds um but it's more of like when we come into it knowing it's going to be a bit different as much as like i am someone who loves like the little small like country like accent like twangs at the end of some words and everything like so i'll always look out for that but it's like just to hear like how how her voice like her voice has matured um and like small things like like the backing singer and stuff like it it, what you said is like it it, they're still there but it's more like she has like become she's like grown and like matured over the years and like has developed and has like Mm -hmm. worked on her voice and everything it's like she's so Mm -hmm. much more powerful like back then than she Now, than she was back then, and it's like she doesn't, not that she doesn't need it, but like it's still there to compliment her. But it's like she could do this on her own now. Like, and it just shows you how like she's improved as much as we think Taylor's amazing. Like, it's crazy how to see how much she's improved from like the previous years to now. And she still like blasts out these things that we just never thought we'd ever like hear. And we're like still shocked by it just because it it genuinely just goes to show like how like talented she is. Um. But like yeah. from like and um like the vault tracks as well. It's like how were these locked away? Um and like not part of the original album. And it's um the whole lesson. I like first lesson was was just nostalgia nostalgia filled. I kind of did mm-hmm. notice like some things after that. Um, but just yeah, just glad that it's that's in our hands and yeah. Um, I'm still Specific trying to find songs. Differences, but
1: that made me like really nostalgic for me personally, like story of us. I mentioned story of us and sparks. Good song. Oh my God. When she, when she says the end at the end and yes. like the next chat, the talking bit sounds so different because of her voice, but I like, I, I, it gives it like some kind of like, I don't know. I just like it. Like, it's just so nice. And like the people on like TikTok and stuff were like, I'm only good. I don't like the sp- taylor's version of this so i'm gonna listen to the old version like fuck you like yeah. like i get it but i i just like I like no like that's not if you want to claim to be a fan of taylor then you should support her for this whether you like it or not like that's just it um but it's like anyway um <laughs> that was just a random rant yeah, you're so right though uh, the songs to me that were really nostalgic, Spark's Light, and then Never Grow Up was so nostalgic for me because it was just like, yeah. like I said, I can remember listening to this album when I was like 11 years old and I was in seventh grade, or sixth, seventh grade, and I would listen to it in, on the family computer after school and my parents probably were like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then just listening to it now is like, I don't know, it just has that thing. Same with me and like, um just hearing like things like oh like one day i'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever gonna be is mean and i'm like well i am (laughs) i'm i am living in a big city by myself and doing things as an independent badass that i am and all the people who bullied me in high school are just losers (laughs) (laughs) so that was fun (laughs) um and then, uh, the other thing, the other one is obviously Long Live that, like, hit home. Just, like, hearing Long Live Taylor's version was so special. But, like, insane. I, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> uh,
0: like, i yeah, um, uh, we can have the same, similar, like, when you were going through that, um, like, my most nostalgic tracks are, like, um, Speak Now, um and everybody's said this on Twitter the last couple weeks, like, I swear there used to be a music video but it's obviously oh, not. It's just because the image.
1: Was. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like we need to get a music video for it just because of this. Because I swear I remember watching <laughs> yeah. a music video for Speak Now too.
0: <laughs> but like I don't know, there's like it's part of people are like, is it just because we've seen I don't know if you've ever seen New Girl, but there's a part in mm-hmm. New Girl where she like as like does that kind of thing. No, or, yeah. Or it's like the image as well for the Speak Now like song that was released years ago.
1: That yeah. But the it's one like, where she's like,
0: yeah, like I don't know what it's like. She's kind of standing thing. up, and it's like at the wedding, yeah. And she's
1: in the yellow dress, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's like, what, oh my god, what have we? Like, there must have been something that we've seen, but I don't. I don't no, think we'll ever I, get a music video. I, so, was, but I really hope we do.
1: I mean, I was so young, but like, I just feel like I remember watching a Speak Now music video, but I might be mistaking it for the story of us because I feel like maybe it might be that. I I feel like it would be fun to like remake music videos, like. I feel like Taylor shouldn't be. I know Taylor doesn't have that kind of time, but like, if she were to remake like all of the music videos that, that she had, crazy. like, oh my god, imagine she remade the Me music video. That'd be so funny. Oh,
0: yeah, that would be. I, I don't know if Brendan Yury would um would be there, but
1: oh, I said Me and not Me. Oh,
0: okay, right. Well, that, <laughs> I mean,
1: why would she remake Me? Because <laughs> uh,
0: she needs this. She needs this version without spelling is fun. She, to, she to get uh, that, so to No, that mean Yeah, we need... Can you imagine me be... with, like, Joey King and everything now?
1: I mean, yeah, we'd probably do that too. And it would be hilarious, but, like... Uh, I mean, this is, like, the <laughs> random fantasy I made up in my head. Um, but, I mean, we'll talk about Joey King when we talk about the music video that we actually got. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get into the Better Than Revenge lyric change?
0: <sighs> yes. So... We have like the longest time have thought, and like since we heard obviously the the whole news about um Taylor's versions for like every album and re-recording and everything, the the one lyric that stood out on um Speak Now is um the whole she's an actress whoa like better known for the things in the mattress blah 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 that lyric obviously that lyric has a lot of like it doesn't really stand with like what Taylor not that Taylor didn't. Think this stuff before but it's like a lot more like angst and like everything at 19 and a lot more anger and a lot more like frustration like leads to like things and lyrics like what she said in the original um but now she's like kind of grown up and um a lot of things it was kind of summed up really well it's like taylor understands the whole view around her and like people watching her and like are ready to pounce every opportunity they get so for her to release a song with that same lyric would definitely, like, have, like, land her in heat, even though it would be, like, very justified for her to do that because it's, like, ju- it's the whole point of re-recordings is to, like, make the song hers again and, like, re-release it so then she can, like, own it. Um, So there was two sides to it. People were like, you can't really change the lyric because then that kind of takes away the definition of, like, re-recording it and, like, owning it, owning the original piece is yours finally but then obviously people were like it also makes sense because she said previously when going through these re-recordings that she takes lyric by lyric and like records lyric by lyric and like see sees at what point she can change things and like master Mm -hmm. it in a sense
1: i think like as as a woman it's Mm -hmm. like that lyric is obviously like not like it is like exactly what you said it's something that you feel even if you don't mean it yeah and it sucks and it it's like it's just that like little bit of angst and i think lots of people like wanted that in the song and i if taylor kept that in the song i wouldn't care Mm. like i would have been happy with it if she kept it in the song i would have been like this is a sleigh like you're reclaiming this that's exciting you know Mm. um girl boss feminist move but i also think that if taylor isn't comfortable with that in her song then she shouldn't have to feel like she needs to have a song that's she owns with those lyrics and if you go on the genius annotation of the the new lyric um you can see that there's an interview that she did in 2014 for the guardian where she said um i'm just gonna read the first few sentences as, I was 18 when I wrote this lyric. That's the age you, you are when you think someone can actually take your boyfriend. Then you grow up and realize no one can take someone from you if they don't want to want to leave. As a teenager, I didn't understand that saying you're a feminist is just saying that you hope women and, and men will have equal rights and equal opportunities. What it seemed to me, the way it was phrased in culture, society, was that you hate men. And now I think a lot of girls have had a feminist awakening because they understand what the word means. For so long, it's been made to seem like something where you'd pick it against the opposite sex, whereas it's not about that at all. And I think Taylor, if Taylor was showing regret Mm -hmm. in a 2014 interview saying that I shouldn't have written that lyric because, you know, I wanted to be like, I hate men in my song, which I think is like girl boss, kind of girl boss slay. Like, it's not like, and in like, oh my God, I hate men. It's like, I hate men, you know? (laughs) Um, But like, (laughs) but anyway, that's besides the point. I think that if Taylor felt uncomfortable with it at 2014, in 2014, and then in 2023, when she was, or I guess in 2022, when she was re-recording, it still felt uncomfortable with keeping that in her song. And like literally 8 years had passed then that is okay and she can say you know I have grown and I don't want this to be something that I own so I don't I don't I want to change it and she can do that and we should respect that it's her decision and that doesn't mean you should go and stream the stolen version like yeah. it it does take away f- people are right when they say it takes away from the value of the of the new New releases, but that's not why she's doing this. She had said she said a million times over that she never expected people to stream the new albums. She was doing it so that she could own her music. Yeah. Um, and so I think that she doesn't actually care. (laughs) Um, if you go and stream the other one, if that's really what you want and what you believe in, and if you don't want to support Taylor with her journey to 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 um to own all these albums then that's fine you can go and stream the the old one because that's what you want but i don't think most people who are swifties would do that because they would respect that it was a decision that taylor made and it's not our decision because it's not our music
0: (laughs) yeah um yeah that like it is that thing of but you know what's really special about it is the fact that she has like so much like like she she feels that she's able to do that like yeah able to change it and not be like oh everybody's gonna hate it because like yeah like obviously people will hate it and i am the biggest like better than Mm -hmm. like better than revenge is like one of my like top five songs probably Mm -hmm. if not top five top ten like and it's not i when i sing that lyric i don't scream it and like like in a nasty way it's more of just like it's just one of those lyrics you scream at the top of your lung and you always have um Mm -hmm. but like and i when i like had the biggest shock to the change i knew i kind of knew it was coming i would seen it on twitter the day before because people can't stop leaking stuff like 12 hours before the album comes out oh yeah um but you know what like the lyric the new lyric actually like I was singing along to it today and it fits so well. Like it is such a good. Lyric. Yeah.
1: It's a, I feel like if we didn't know the other lyric existed, people would be like, Oh my God, this is such a good lyric.
0: Yeah. Like, and <laughs> I do get it. Like the nostalgia hits and everything. And, and mm-hmm. I felt like the first lesson I was like, Oh, this is sad, but you do just give it a chance. And, if, if you want to stream the old one do it like nobody's forcing you not to but if you respect taylor and um you respect the whole like process of literally what she's been through and what she's trying to go through to like reclaim and show that people should be able to own their music then you should mm-hmm. understand that i'm sure you can go with like a couple lines and a song um and just fucking listen to the new one the new one is so good like he was a moth to the flame oh, she was holding the okay. matches like it's such like that is like folklore lyrics back in like it's like crazy speaking days. it's such a good lyric um but yeah like it's literally just so good that she she was able to feel like she had the power to change it and it's not like i feel like honestly old taylor wouldn't have changed it like back in the day because she would have felt like this whole like because even right now she felt like she couldn't say anything out in the public or do things that she wanted to do but this yeah. just shows like the, the destination she doesn't, um, and the journey she's she went knows. through to like know that she can do this and she has the power to and like fuck everybody else that she so knows good. that
1: she would have got hate for it but she doesn't care which is such shows so much growth and I love that for her so good she deserves <laughs>
0: it so stream the new one or you're blocked from <laughs> listening to this podcast I've said it <laughs> please don't stay please Uh,
1: (laughs) we love you please stay we have some from the vault songs we have six vault songs to talk about we are going to go through these one by one talk about our feelings about each one and then we're going to tell you guys what we think our favorites what what our sorry what our favorites are wow speaking okay so the first one is electric touch taylor's version from the vault featuring fallout boy um, this is produced by Taylor Swift and Aaron Dessner. Um, Jack, do you want to go first on this one?
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so this is. I will fully admit I'm, I'm not a Fallout Boy listener. I've never listened mm-hmm. to them. Um, and like I, when I done, an, I done an initial like um, vault track, like first listen um after f- listening to the, for the first time um this is kind of what I thought and then I done one like so I done one before they came out and then an initial thought and then it's changed a lot since then so initial thought would be like six for electric touch just because I wasn't a fallout boy listener um and um like first lesson after that it moved up a lot and it was kind of like mm-hmm. top three um uh-huh. it's just something about it it's very like it was like i felt the whole song like you're not gonna be able to see me on camera but i literally was like bobbing my head like i was like singing along and like just having <laughs> such a good time um and it was just felt yeah. like really refreshing and it it yeah it kind of just fit the album really well um and we love aaron desner um as much as people like to just say that jack and aaron, aaron should stop um with taylor for a little bit but we love um, like you can't even tell they've touched it genuinely like I don't know there's just something so fun about it but um you've definitely had more chances to listen to it i don't have internet <laughs> over the last weekend so I, i've only had a couple of i
1: i okay i think that this is not one of my favorite vault songs i i like it mm-hmm. i i wouldn't say hate it but it's just like not my favorite i think i i think it's like something i can like vibe to i just feel like the other vault songs stand out a little bit more to me Mm -hmm. um so it's like when i was going through the album this wasn't something i was playing a lot honestly because i was like "Eh." um (laughs) on it (laughs) um but like i feel like the lyrics are really good um just like the way that she describes everything like all i know is that this could either break my heart or bring it bringing this back to like got a feeling your electric touch could fill this ghost town up with life like that is like those lyrics are great i i wonder how they because ch- obviously erin produced this and this is something that she wrote during the speak now era i'm assuming it was never like it might have been fully produced but i i just wonder how she changed because obviously when you have an like follow-up boy wasn't on this originally so when you, when you have that, I, I wonder how the production of this changed because I feel like some of the production of this did not feel so Speak Now, which is, like, expected because some of, like, obviously the production, it's, it felt a little bit Speak Now, to be fair, but I, I, I just wonder, like, what her and Aaron did to this song and, like, how it sounded, actually, like, when she wrote it in the Speak Now era when it was just her on the song, which it's just more my curiosity not saying that oh my god i wish it was like that Um, (laughs) because i still love it and i i think that this would be like i think that this song as um as a guitar acoustic song in in as a surprise song would be really fun um i think that would be exciting
0: (laughs) yeah she's been holding back on speak now but i think definitely the next couple concerts we're gonna get a lot of like
1: i mean we got three this weekend so (laughs) i i don't know there's not much left to give and obviously she couldn't play vault tracks until now but she's already played one but which we're gonna talk about next emma fault when emma when emma falls in love um which is produced by taylor and aaron again um i love this song (laughs) (laughs) and this song is about emma stone It's not confirmed.
0: Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, never mind. It's not
1: confirmed, but she said this song before she spoke. She did a little speech before she sang this live in Kansas City um, as one of the surprise songs on night one, Um, and she said this song I wrote about my friend Emma, and and the only person that named Emma that Taylor's friends with, like actually friends with, not just like acquaintances with, is Emma Stone. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely about Emma Stone. (laughs) Done that. And then I just like it's giving me like younger version of Dorothea, kind of. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I've seen people make that connection.
1: It just love like, you know when you're when you're eighteen and you look at everyone else, when like I just remember when I was an eighteen year old girl, and I'm like, I wish I was her who got all the boys. I don't know like it's just the way that you feel when you're that age when you're like leaving you're you're leaving your your youth behind and you're like now I need to like get a partner and like nobody looks at me the way they look at her (laughs) and I want to be her
0: (laughs) it does paint like such a pretty picture the song Um, yeah but, like, also, yeah, it does really speak through, like, the whole, like, at that age, you genuinely just, like, see these things for, like, face value, and you're, like, oh my god, that's, like, like, boys or girls or whatever is, like, all you think, not all you think about, but it's, like, a very large majority of, like, what your brain thinks about, like, when you're that young. So, like, if someone gets, like, all the girls or all the boys, you're, like, oh, like, like, I wish I was them, because you think they're so important, but, um, like, it also I've, she just got it a very like she's painted it in such a beautiful way um it's the so nice and the so way she awesome.
1: talks about emma is like oh my god <laughs> <And cute. There's laughs> So you so cute
0: she won't lose herself in love the way I, that i did because she'll call you out she'll put you in your place when emma falls in love i'm learning but then there's like a i've just clicked on the annotation and it says it here, Emma is the is inv- the inverse of the version of herself Swift paints in the Foolish One. Um, uh-huh. It's obviously the lyric is and the voices say you're no exception. You will never learn your lesson. Oh my god! Which is such what? I, you don't hear. I didn't things, know
1: that. Oh my it's god! Like the, that's I'm learning crazy. At the end.
0: It's like, and it's not only does em- Taylor envy Emma for her charms, she also envies the fact that she is the exact opposite of herself in love. While Emma mm-hmm. waits and takes her time and jokes about how this one could go wrong, Taylor is a hopeless romantic, checking her mailbox for confessions of love. On the album prologue, um, she speaks of, uh, she describes the years during what she wrote "Speak Now" as her most idealistic and hopeful years. Yeah, she shows a seed of doubt, wishing she could just touch a just have be a touch more cynical. <sighs> God I, I love genius so much. I would never have put that.
1: I cry. Um, okay. Oh my I love that. Okay, next song. Uh we we got lots to talk about, so we gotta be quick. Uh yeah, I true. can see you. Uh You can? Fuck off Uh, (laughs) I can see you from the vault Produced by Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff I love this song so much I was in the gym the other day And I was strutting to this song on the (laughs) Treadmill because it's such a good treadmill song. Okay, just trust me. Like it's such a good treadmill song. I was getting in such a workout just playing this song, and I was like full dancing. And I think the person next to me was like, "This girl's insane!" Like I was looking at myself in the mirror and like mouthing all the lyrics and like dancing, and then strutting on the treadmill. It was like iconic. I honestly, I'm iconic. I should be on Taylor Swift's dance, just say, even though I'm not a dancer. Um, anyway, the thing that I that i do have to say is uh i don't know i'm just obsessed with the vibes in this song i'm so obsessed with it i don't have anything else to say other <laughs> than that
0: <laughs> oh i'm sorry see when you said you're on the treadmill my mind always just goes back to that apple music clip with taylor like running on uh, the treadmill oh and, like, my god over.
1: stop stop that's so funny okay oh, anyway
0: um, yeah i, forgot I, I, about I that. Honestly don't have any like <laughs> you literally take it out it's just such a vibe um the lyrics are awesome and it's just one of those songs that you can listen to like walking along and just feel so like Mm -hmm. badass listening to it like nobody knows what you're listening to but you've got this like strut in your step and you're just kind of like yeah like i'm Mm -hmm. that guy like yeah it's just it's so fun and she's like kind of blessed us a lot with the song um oh my god and yeah yeah. it's
1: great okay and while we're here i think we should talk about the music video now um so kind of crazy during the kansas city airs tour night one she premiered a music video for i can see you taylor said that she so this is like the promo single of the album which i think is a really good choice i think it's gonna do well on radio and whatever um i think she the music video is insanely good. Like I absolutely love the thought. So in the music video there was Joey King, Taylor Lautner, and Presley Cash.
0: Stunned. Joey
1: Joey King and Presley Cash were in the mean music video. And then Taylor Lautner, obviously Taylor Lautner. <laughs> um the only famously, man that famously we love. back to December written about him. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> they were in this music video and oh my god like just the parallels in this music video between everything and between them like breaking taylor out of the vault and i don't know what were your thoughts on it jack Because i thought it was so good
0: so i only got to watch it on sunday night because i was away i had no internet and i had like tiny snippets of like information getting through for like this small like window where i had a tiny bit of service yeah so i kept seeing like oh like um like different things like oh um music video And i was like what music video and i couldn't see and then i've seen like different things about what we'll talking about in a second and i was like what mm-hmm. is going on like i was I-, I was so shocked i felt like delphine um <laughs> during like folklore days oh but my not god even like stop. remotely as close because like folklore and stuff were such a big thing but like i've just felt so out of the loop but i could like see mm-hmm. the tiny things happening um but yeah. to watch it on sunday and I just was smiling the whole entire way through, like all the Easter eggs, all the looks, like the whole like message behind the video, just like the fact oh that my she God. brought everybody back, and like that the choreography of like the stunt and oh scenes my God. and everything was like so cool. Taylor the fact... looks like a badass as usual.
1: So they actually matched Taylor's s- stunt with the the guys, the the guard guys, in the museum exactly to the stunt that he did on SNL on on like the on the um you know the like cardboard cutout of kanye west saying like what he would do to kanye west after what he did to taylor yeah. um and they actually copied it exactly in that like the exact stunt is what was done in the music video which is crazy this to woman think
0: must never sleep how does she I like know, think about this like, stuff
1: like how like he's defending her and then like when they stop and they look at the 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 dress that joey wore in the mean music video and she's like all sad that oh this taylor is was stolen from us and i want her back and then they like open the vault and there's like one there's there's all those ticks on the wall and apparently they that the number of days of those ticks on the wall match the number of days between when scooter stole like, when she announced the re-recordings on School of Stroller Masters till, like, um, today. Yeah. When Speak Now was released. Which is insane. And then they they all run out and, like, Presley Cash is, like, manning the operation <laughs> yeah. behind it. It's so fun. Just, it's such a good uh, idea. Uh, with all, all the different looks. dresses.
0: Oh, honestly. Oh,
1: my God. And, okay, so I saw somebody on Twitter say, point something out. So... About how in the look what, in the look what you made me do video, there's, there's no speak now, Taylor. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of reputation references in the video. Oh um, I'm people are saying it implies that like what we've seen and what we know, it implies that speak now, Taylor is just, I know younger version of reputation taylor so reputation taylor is speak now taylor all grown up that's why there's no speak now taylor in the rep in the look what you made me do video and that's why the speak now taylor is sitting in the exact same vault that's in the look what you made me do video because they're God. the same person <laughs>
0: Holy shit. So I seen that clip, obviously, like, of the, um... Look like what you made me do, a video where she's standing in the vault. And then, obviously, the, the vault's by side by side. But I didn't he, I didn't see the stuff about it being the older version. Holy
1: shit! Yeah, it's crazy. I, uh... It's insane. And then... They obviously drive at the end to this sign that says 1989 TV. Which is, like, the bridge height sign. Um... Which is like Taylor isn't s- I think people need to stop being like no it's, re- ver- it's reputation because she's driving in a getaway car. Like fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor has never been subtle with her hint, With her easter eggs. It obviously means that 1989 TV is next. Like <laughs> please also, be for real.
0: It's like such a it's, it's very interesting because when is she when would she release it because 1989 is not a winter album. Or like no. it's not like a like an autumn album. So like is, is, is the next one we're going to get next year which i i'm I, not i like, don't i would i'm not tempted
1: that yeah. she's gonna i think she's gonna announce it maybe during like one of the latin america tour dates right. um or maybe like maybe she'll like um the 1989 tour opened in tokyo didn't it
0: i want to say yes
1: it was either I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now guys because I want to know um, I feel like it was Tokyo that it was the first show oh, yeah the first show was in Tokyo see I have a good memory you should actually so she's playing in Tokyo in the Ares tour Ares tour I don't know when what the days are I'm sorry guys I'm fake Terrible. um <laughs> you're telling me you don't have these I days remembered like every single day I know <laughs> uh, February 7th through 10th she is playing in okay. Tokyo Dome so I have a feeling that either that's going to be the 1989 release day and she'll maybe announce it during one of the Latin America dates or that's going to be when she announces 1989 TV Um, it could also be it? Melbourne which is February 16th um because she closed the 1989 world tour in melbourne um so Mm. it could be one or the other but i feel like i i don't know why but i just feel like like one of those two cities are gonna something's gonna happen in them because they were like the opening and closing dates of the 1989 world tour so like maybe that's kind of special
0: yeah well if that happens come back to this podcast and tell us we're right or tell Ray she's right (laughs) Um, you've predicted it and it's now going to happen
1: i know it is going to happen which like you're right 1989 is a summer album and i'm kind of i was kind of expecting 1989 to be next because i knew we were going to get a release this summer yeah and i was like oh 1989 would be the summer album to release and then like in the winter she'll release speak now but she didn't do that um so here we are
0: (laughs) that music video had so many easter eggs like there was a bunch for as you said like the rep thing there was also a bunch of like to things to do with lights and everything that were more 1989 um there was more things to like the bad blood music video with like joy blowing the um this the like the dust onto the lasers um from the bad blood um like reference um so there was like so many that you know taylor does this like she obviously puts a bunch of easter eggs in but she's like, I do believe that kind of nineteen eighty nine has to be next. So I feel like you're gonna be right, definitely, with like what you said. It, it could happen on any of those dates, or if not, then that might just we might just have to wait a wee while for it. Which I'm. I feel so happy like with doing. she
1: said in Kansas City. This is the this is this is the first album I'm releasing on the Eras tour, which implies there will be next albums on the Eras tour, which so. I do believe that we'll be getting 1989 before the Ares tour is over and we might even get rep before the Ares tour is over
0: um debut
1: and then debut well she didn't have any debut on the set list so
0: i actually like, i'm so sad like I... I
1: feel like debut might come after i don't know i don't know i i don't know what would come first debut or rep because it might she... be like fun if she reclaims her name and then reclaims her reputation or if she reclaims her reputation and oh. then reclaims her name i don't know that's what comes first who knows, um, but I feel like Taylor's, so Taylor's version should be last. It'll be fun. <laughs>
0: but you're on fire with this day. Like these, these thoughts okay. are like crazy.
1: Anyway, we have to move on.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Taylor Longner have... does backflips. By the way, sorry. Just oh to chuck that yeah, we in forgot about that.
1: We forgot about that when like, she brought everyone on stage and Taylor did backflips on just, stage. Which just was not
0: that takes a lot of guts because I, I would be scared that I'd fail them, and like everybody would just see me fall. <laughs>
1: I would laugh so hard. And can we talk about? Can we talk about Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner, and Taylor Lautner doing like the Spider Man thing? Yes. Oh my god, I love. oh wait. Why did I say Taylor Lautner I'm three times?
0: <laughs> you know what one. I meant?
1: No, you're not. Okay, yeah, yeah. remove it. I'm putting
0: the image right there as well. But, yeah. I, I
1: meant Taylor Swift, Taylor Lautner, and Taylor Lautner. Okay, like you know what I meant. I just like I was picturing the image in my mind. And I was like, yeah, there's three people. You know. They all say the same. Then I was like, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner. Uh, It's just so confusing, Jack. Okay?
0: (laughs) I just love how they've literally just become, like, friends. Like, and it's It's so good to see it, like, normalised. Like, obviously a lot of people say you can't, but you can come friends with, like, people once you've kind of understood the situation and, like, you don't always have to have the resentment there.
1: I think that Taylor Lautner girl version is, um, an ultimate mastermind for being a literal swifty growing up and then marrying taylor lautner and then convincing taylor lautner to to rekindle his friendship with taylor swift so that they and now they're friends like that is the ultimate swifty mastermind
0: she done a, um, She obviously said he was a very positive force in my life when I was making Speak Now. It's making the Speak Now album. and I want to say he did every single stunt that you saw in the music video. He and his wife have become some of my closest friends, oh, and man. it's very convenient because we all share the same first name. Um, <laughs> but then obviously Taylor Lautner, the the male version, had um, the ability to finally speak up and say his kind of piece. Oh my god, um, was so which was cute. so sweet obviously because he, he, you just know he wanted to like when everything yeah. was going down um but yeah it was just a super cute moment and just to see them all on stage it's like the the taylor oh. verse is like growing and it's just so fun to see everybody together i mean
1: they were all are already part of the taylor verse but like theirs was growing up yeah, just grow to see up, them like, like that uh... version
0: like like with her when she's like I mean... reclaiming this
1: I mean, like, like, yeah, like J- Joey King has been so successful. I think the first time I saw her was in the Mean Music video, but she's been in so many movies, yeah. and it's crazy. And and then just to see her back on stage with Taylor, that was kind of crazy. Anyway, next vote. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot to talk
0: about. Um,
1: no, it's okay. Um, Castles Crumbling featuring Paramore, produced by Jack Antonoff oh my god i cry this song is so sad yeah. it is so sad and it it kind of like it, it 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 talks about what i talked about earlier and about how when she was younger like you know she was scared of losing her fans and like they're like she she had all of these fans from fearless and then the shit happened with the VMAs thing and she felt like her whole world was over. So the fa- so the fans who were there for her through all of that were important to her. And that's obviously like really special. And I think this song is obviously like talking about how scary that was for her for that to happen. And I and then to have Paramore on it, who's obviously also like was a big star around that time. And then like everything like that. I just. It's. I, it's really special, and I'm really excited that in the Europe and UK dates, they're going to get to hear this live, and most me and Jack will get to hear it live, which you'll hear it soon. You'll yep. find out more about <clears throat> soon. <laughs>
0: Spoilers. Spoilers. That let it, I. Uh... The the tears. Power went to my head and I couldn't stop. Ones I love tried to help, so I ran them off. And here I sit alone behind walls of regret, falling down like mm. promises that I never kept. Like, stop! Taylor, I'm actually what are you crying. trying to do? It's, I...
1: Uh, oh, I it's love odd.
0: it. It's so sad. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful and the this is i don't listen to paramore um i will have to now, and i like it's not that I, i'm being forced to like i really want to it's just something that i've never listened to and i, I you
1: are missing out so um, i uh, 11th grade ray who was like obsessed with paramore um i i just like you you're missing out i like honestly you're not the you're best It'll That's going to be, gonna so be fun. Dylan loves Paramore, oh so God. that'll be fun. That is <laughs> oh, um, next vault track. Foolish One, From the Vault. Produced by Aaron Desner. <laughs> um, this, song. this song is for the Delulu girls. Anyway, go go on, Jack.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm just processing it. <laughs> you're so right. It is for the Delulu girls. Um,
1: this this uh, song is... Oh, my God. If I had this song when Speak Now came out, I would be like, like, this is the kind of song that I would totally relate to back then, and I would be like, oh, oh my God, I needed this song when I was that age. I needed that song, this song, but, oh, my God, I love it. I love it. It's also a really good treadmill strut song. It's a little bit slower than I Can See You, but I I also listened to this while I was in the gym, and it was really great, so... And I was also like vibing.
0: Thanks, you're slowly making up my gym playlist, <laughs> so thanks for all your, your input. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that chorus; I bet it's so vibey, like Foolish oh my
1: ones, god, yeah, and like and like that beat. And it's it's a bit slower, obviously, but it, it's like it's it's a good like startup song. Anyway,
0: <laughs> we do love it's these good. songs. We're just we're we're not gonna spend too long on them, but um, yeah, th- yeah, another so like, good, so good, so good.
1: The last song is Timeless with Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff. And I'll let you talk because I talked about the last one.
0: <laughs> Timeless, uh, which again was produced by Jack Antonoff. It, re, words, hello. Um, words. The narrator <laughs> ruminates uh, on the idea of fate wistfully imagining herself and her lover throughout time. The song is ultimately about a, a love so powerful that it will would still come to fruition even under circun- circumstances that made it close to impossible. I can't speak. It made it close to impossible to exist. Um, this is such a fun song. Um, mm-hmm. It's, again, like, the lyrics are very, like, powerful in certain areas. Just the way she writes is just so beautiful. Oh, I love it. Um, and it's... Timeless is, like, a favourite for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people.
1: I I I feel like it's really good. I feel like, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely up there. It's really, really good. I, it's just like, I don't know. It it It's it's such good storytelling. I love it.
0: I, I honestly, like, see after this, or if you haven't done it already, just go and look at, like, people's breakdowns of these lyrics. And, like, or oh, my even God, Genius, I need to. It's just, like, such a, like, you get such a different understanding, like, more respect Wait, I, for the yeah. lyrics. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that is all the Vault Tracks. Um, we are going to give our rankings of the Vault Tracks from our mostly favorite. That doesn't mean we don't like any of them, so don't come for us. But we are ranking them because we are podcasters who must make decisions. So true. Do Would you like to go first?
0: <laughs> um, I'm scared, but I'll go first. Um, okay. <laughs> so number one is Foolish One.
1: Ooh. Number okay.
0: two, I can see you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number three, castles crumbling. Number four, when Emma falls in love. Number five is electric touch, and number six is timeless. I'm gonna get hate. I don't dislike no. timeless. It's just not my.
1: I mean, you just talked about how much you loved it, so we yeah, don't that's true. think that you dislike it. Don't but come me. you know, that you gotta rank them. Okay my ranking is number one i can see you number two foolish one um number three castles crumbling number four timeless okay number five when emma falls in love number six electric touch. touch so i don't know i again like i said i don't hate electric touch just yeah that's just it uh and i don't hate it when emma falls in love i just that's my ranking and that is speak now taylor's version so make sure you stream it and make sure you replace all of your playlists from the old taylor's version to the the old version to the the stolen version to the taylor's version that's including better
0: than revenge i see every single one of you do it yeah and we'll block you yeah for real Yeah, you won't be able to see this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Speak Now had a few release parties at Eras Tour show days, which was, which is exciting. <laughs> um, there was a few surprises. We obviously talked about the music video, um, which is fun. There was Taylor played "Long Live," and she played it with her band alongside her, just like she did. In the Speak Now era, and world tour, the Speak Now world tour, um, and oh my god, I was crying. It was the best thing ever. I, I just, Long Live Live is so special. Um, I don't think it is a permanent addition to the set list, despite what people say on Twitter. From Taylor's words, it sounded like. It was just something special she did for this weekend, and it isn't on the set list. I do think she will play it again because it, because it was part of the set list and it wasn't a surprise song. Um. It 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 will come back as a surprise song probably on closing night. Um. So there's that. <laughs> I don't know what you think about Long Live Live Jack.
0: Oh, I just I I. Yeah, it always has such a. Like, it's one of those songs that if you think of, like, a Taylor concert, mm-hmm. like, like some of the, if you ask one random Swifty, like, there will always be a memory of, like, a long live at a concert. Um, oh, my God. So, like, to, to be I, there, like, yeah. when it was done, like, added to it just for a couple of days, but, like, to be there closing night, and if she does do it, that's, like, a different experience. Like...
1: Yeah. I think the funny thing is is when she was, like she knows she knows like she knows how her fandom has become and she knows and i know people are complaining being like heiress tours the tour she should have played long live and like she adds it to the set list it's unfair for the people who had it before which it is i think yeah. it's unfair to the people who had shows before and i don't think she should add it to the permanent set list um i think she knows that this tour is for the general public and it is not for her fans which sucks Um, but she knows because she was like, uh, when, before she played it, she was just like this song, I'm going to play one more song for speaking out. That's all she said. And then she played it and she knew that the people online would understand the meaning and everything, but she didn't like, I just think about tour, And I think about, I think about her singing long live every single night of rep tour. And what she said before she sang Long Live Every Single Night of Tour when she was like, for me, this song will always be about you. And oh, and when she looked into the crowd in tours, she saw people in the crowd who were there for her when she went into hiding for three years, when she went through her worst scandal of all time, and who stood by her side and are, were at her tour and were supporting her through through one of the scariest parts of her life and when she looks into the crowd in the heiress tour she doesn't see that and i know that because she would have said that (laughs) yeah and Mm -hmm. that's why she's not playing long live because long live was the song to be played during rep tour because long live is a song for the people who have been through hell with taylor right and going through covid with taylor was not like going through hell it's like it's like you got two albums and you didn't get to see her live and it sucked that your lover fest was canceled and it it sucks i it was awful yes but it wasn't like you were there for me through the hardest moments of my life kind of which is what long live is about (laughs)
0: Yeah, fucking, you're smashing it today. I'm I'm here in almost (laughs) tears, and you're just like (laughs) making these like on like (laughs) verses.
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) No,
0: you go ahead. Speak.
1: I'm crazy. Anyway, that was a really long rant, and like, it's just how I feel about like. I don't think that people should be hated on for when they become fans of certain artists, really, but I, I do think that like. There is a bond that Swifties have who have been here from the start, especially the Swifties who were here through rep era. I think yeah. if you were here like from 1989 and you went through everything that happened after that and then the rep era and then the lover era and, and then watched her blow up again after the public decided she was public enemy number one, then there's some kind of like trauma bond we all have and we can spot who doesn't have it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like everybody's important and when they came fans but yeah you're so right like no unless you were there you will just never understand like the experience of being like like a fan during that era and like that's what we experience like you just and we only seen parts of what taylor experienced but like from what we've seen, yeah. like it connected, like we were able to connect through that. And if you just weren't there, it's just very hard to like understand like the meaning of some songs or like how much certain things mean to to Swifties who were there or i have been there like f- for everything. Um, but it doesn't mean you're not like a Swiftie. Yeah, it's just like this, it happens at every fandom. Like you just there's times where you don't have like the same kind of context or you just don't have that connection to certain things that other people do. But um, yeah, that long live is is important and i and i do believe that like if she was to add it permanently it doesn't really feel like she's doing it justice because it is just that the way the tickets and stuff went it is a lot more for like locals and everything where rep was like was literally like perfect it was like the audience like perfect mm-hmm. for it um
1: 100 i think rep was the tour that i went to that i felt the most like community at so like, like everybody for, was holding like, hands
0: like the whole time like
1: for such a big show like how many people were in that stadium it felt like a family and it, yeah. it was crazy um but anyway that's fun that's about the Eras tour kansas city some other stuff happened at the Eras tour <laughs> kansas city that we need to discuss so i am a big muna fan i'm a big gracie abrams fan And Gracie and Muna have been touring with Taylor. So Gracie's first opener, Muna's second opener. So they've been together for, like, the last few stops, the next few stops, uh, the last few stops, like, since Chicago. And I think Denver is their last stop together. Um, Gracie's still on, but Muna, I think, is just coming back in L.A. Um, But Tay Gracie, Muna is, like, my dream. (laughs) And Gracie and Muna... Gracie did Silk Verse for the uninitiated. She sang Phoebe's verse on Silk Silk Chiffon, the song that goes Life's So Fun, Life's So Fun. You probably know it because it's popular. <laughs> um, um, but oh my god. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cried because that was like so special to me. Like seeing your favorite artist together. I like that was for me. I have been so excited about Tay Gracie Muna. I have not been able to go to one of the shows because It's just not, it wasn't good timing for me. It's far, it's expensive, and I, it's not easy to get tickets. (laughs) Um, But Tay Gracie Muna was crazy singing Silk Verse. I, the Twitter reaction was kind of upsetting to me. Some people were like, she's queer baiting by singing Silk Verse. Like, firstly, I mean, like, Gracie could be by, but I mean, she has a song like amelie isn't really like a straight person song <laughs> yeah. um but like she has a boyfriend she's straight passing she's straight presenting and she hasn't said otherwise so we can't really assume anything and we have to treat her like a straight person but like freaking lord sank silk silk chiffon too like like i it's not just something gatekeep for like queer people because it's not up to the people on stan twitter to decide who gets to sing silk first with Muna. i'm sure that gracie didn't just insert herself and like it Muna. like they probably were like yes i i want you to sing this with with us and i want i want i want you to sing the verse with us and i want they probably asked her to be honest like and if that's what Muna wants for their song then Y'all can shut the fuck <laughs> up online about your stan twitter. This is for queer people only. Like I am queer for the record. So like yeah. don't please don't attack me. But like I I just I just think it should be the artist's decision and I think that It's stupid to be hating on Gracie because her and Muna have become good friends because they've been touring together and they've been posting so much Instagram content together, which is like my lifeblood. I remember the first Gracie Muna picture I tweeted and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) And then and then like this happens. I'm like literally insane. I like anyway, but something even more insane happened Tay Gracie.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Cincinnati, night two, stop. I can't, I still can't believe it. Like, I'm actually, I woke up and, you know that way where you just, like, fully go into a state of, like, shock and you oh genuinely my God. just don't realise, like, it's real. Um, uh, Tay, Gracie, I miss That's you. Crazy. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I missed this because I was sleeping. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I so I
1: watched stunned. it live. I'm like, I'm so happy I got to see that live. I literally threw up. I I didn't literally throw up, but I felt (laughs) like I was going to throw up. I was like, I was like hyperventilating. I literally ran around my apartment screaming like, oh my God, that is insane. And like, for those of you who don't know, like specifically that song means a lot to me. I went and found this message that I sent my boyfriend back in freaking 2020. I don't remember the exact month but it was 2020 so like literally like the same a few months after I miss you I'm sorry came out before like Gracie was big at all nobody knew who the fuck she was um and I did because I'm cool Uh uh-huh um no I like I said it doesn't matter when you became a fan of someone um but and I have this message saying like I love this that I wrote to him and I was like, I want you to listen to this song. It's not a love song, but I love it. And it calms my anxiety and it's my favorite thing. And it was, I miss you. I'm sorry. And I'm like, shut up. There's no way that Taylor fucking Swift just sang it with her. I. It's literally like everything and more to me.
0: <laughs> I, oh, stop. <laughs> minor <laughs> is like a lot. So many songs on Minor connect with uh-huh. me throughout Gracie's full like the and... So good. I, like, uh, it, the whole performance is like, just I can't. I actually have no words. But it, please listen I to it. And love it. I, uh, I, yeah, it just makes me more sad that we're definitely, like, not that we're not going to get moments because we're definitely going to get like castles crumbling and stuff. But like, when it comes to like artists like, um, like Gracie or. Like, say in this case, like, um, other artists, like Maisie or, like, Sabrina or anything like that. Like, see if someone, like, I, obviously Paramore I don't listen to, um. but it, that's still going to be get... such a sick moment. But it's, like, something yeah. like this, like, Gracie Abrams and Taylor Swift singing, <laughs> I wish you, I'm sorry, like, hits me in the heart so bad because I just know I'll never get mm-hmm. to experience something like that. And I'm so grateful to even have a video of it but like there was I did see like a couple people complaining about their surprise songs they literally got free they can sh- shush like they can actually like, I if people complain
1: about getting I miss you I'm sorry and then like yeah okay maybe you don't know who Gracie was but like uh, what were the other surprise songs they got it was uh, Ivy
0: and call it what you want uh, right?
1: getting ivy and call it what getting a freaking rep song when taylor yeah. never plays rep songs like
0: stop Although she did just rush through that she was like Billy's really split okay. on like times to his feet just to get through it um yeah i
1: and uh, it, uh, it's okay it's okay you still got the song yeah, like no yeah true. calm down um so okay sorry,
0: that was, it was just please watch the video I'm, still, it's I'm so worried.
1: good okay the last thing that we have to talk about when this episode's probably already really long and we're just sorry but thanks for like being here and caring about what we have to say in my like long random rants um
0: this part's really important
1: we're going to the end yes! <laughs> well uh, i'm going in london and jackson edinburgh and the midnight's presale. We love the midnight's yeah. presale. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Ticketmaster finally have done something right.
1: Oh like, my god!
0: The whole time we've seen people go for these experiences have such a bad experience, and like we've constantly been like, we're gonna have such a bad experience. Like we are gonna be in these queues for like, I mean, eight hours and like try and
1: yeah. Like I had such a, a bad experience in yeah. November. Like the bonding experience I've had with some people it's crazy from like what happened to us in november from like codes being sent out by random and like no control over whether you get a code or not and then not getting any code and then like thinking okay well at least i can try in the general sale and then being told the day before the general sale sorry um no you there's not gonna be a general sale and being literally left stranded when ticket resale prices are two thousand dollars crazy amount of money that nobody really can afford and i got lucky that i won a freaking giveaway otherwise i would not be going to the Aeros tour in the u.s because of how awful the experience was so like I've literally been in the trenches for eight months, and like I finally secured tickets because I ordered Midnight's off the UK shop, which is like how you should do it. Because literally my entire timeline is getting tickets, which is so fun.
0: Yeah. So fun. Like, um, I, I do, I do have something to say. There has been a lot of people being like, "Well, I'm not like I've not got a code and stuff," but I think they've done it very fairly. Like when Midnight's was yeah. released, you were able to they sign it without buying anything.
1: They didn't like tell you like two weeks ago you had to order per- midnights. Yeah. like and they told like if you paid attention to Taylor's socials and you cared enough to go to her tour then you would have at least signed up for the no purchase necessary link Um and like yeah there's people without a code but maybe they're internationals who weren't pl- initially planning on going to the UK or something like that and but there is still a chance in the general sale there's lots of fans getting tickets and at the end of the day there will be opportunity for fans to get tickets um and i i do believe that the general sale will be okay as well um
0: well as of recording this right now the edinburgh last date still has tickets but it might, yeah. it'll be gone obviously by the time this comes out but it is refreshing to see that um and it just means that there obviously, as a, uh, we were speaking about it before we started, we're really bad at this. We like join the call and just speak about <laughs> stuff before we even start. But um, the theory is that possibly they've given all the tickets in these midnights pre-sales. Hopefully not. Um, but if that's the case, then it, like people are getting definitely like over the next couple of days, people will run out of codes and like tickets to buy. So yeah. like there will still be some accessible. Hopefully, um, I hundred percent believe
1: that the the tickets that are going on sale tomorrow, I think people are saving stuff for closing night, but I don't think that the last Wembley day, like the June 21st Wembley day, and even like the night two stuff tomorrow, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people trying because I think people have run out of code numbers, but we'll see. I'm going to try again tomorrow for another day maybe, but um, for friends and stuff. So we'll see. I because um, I still ha- I only bought two so I still have two more tickets left so I'm able to help out friends and everything as well so like there's ways to get tickets and just do and like the Europe sales that are happening this week so we'll see how those goes and we really hope that they go well the Singapore sales happened um, and they were okay um, still like kind of tough to get tickets obviously I think that all the other countries had a shit show and I'm really thankful for Ticketmaster UK and I I think last week Wednesday me and Jack were texting and we were like freaking out because we're supposed to get our general on sale things then and we didn't we ended up getting this email with a lot of information and then people on Twitter are like freaking out like what's the information what's the information it's like just read your email because when they send you emails they send you all of the information you need to know and there is an faq link at the bottom so if you have questions your answer is probably in the faq link if you go on twitter and try to get answers from from twitter accounts who are reposting information and trying to be the first one to say information so that they get the most retweets when they're probably wrong you will make yourself more stressed out genuinely I was texting Jack when we got the pre <laughs> sale information and I was literally saying, like, oh my god, why are people freaking out? Like, read the email. They have split it up between Ticketmaster and Access Which is really good because it means that they have seen how many people have signed up. They have seen how many codes they are planning to give out for midnight's pre-sale, for general on-sale, and they know that their website cannot handle it. And that if they let that many people into their queue, it will crash. And then nobody's going to get tickets and it'll go to bots. They know that. So in order for them to stop it, they have split up between Access and Ticketmaster. Access, for people who don't live in the UK and don't know... Are Ticketmaster's main competitor. So for them to literally give half of their revenue from one of the biggest tours in the world right now, to another, to their biggest competitor means that they're really like, if we fuck this up, our business is screwed. Yeah, it means that they care, and they they saw what happened in the U.S. and they saw the the, uh, the what's happening in the U.S. to to Ticketmaster U.S. So for those of you who don't know, Ticketmaster is one name, but they are separate entities around the world. So every country has their own Ticketmaster. So Ticketmaster UK is a completely different company in the U.S. Um, The U.S. and Canadian company are merged, but that's another story. So if there are laws that happen in the U.S. to Ticketmaster US, they will not apply to the U.K. And Ticketmaster UK want to avoid that so they can make the most money. So they have to make this easy for fans so we don't throw a fit (laughs) and like get the government involved or whatever and like i'm really thankful that they did that because today there was probably the most people trying today for tickets yeah and i think that everyone on my timeline who had a code and was trying for tickets today got them which is really refreshing and i am excited for these shows because now i know that there's going to be a lot of fans there who really care and want to see Taylor. And not just like the bitches who are like, I don't really know all the songs, but I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I want to sing Shake Off. <laughs> like, shut <laughs> up. Fuck off. <laughs> we come across the haters, but like, it's just genuinely so nice to see mm-hmm. so many people that deserve it getting tickets. Like, Oh my god, yeah to come from like the US and everything and like other sales and see how much pain has been left behind to like scene like this is so awesome
1: it just proves that it prioritizes fans like when you have a pre-sale that closes eight months before the actual (laughs) on sale that only real fans are gonna actually care enough to look at that because dates haven't come out and scalpers haven't been alarmed by it and real fans were the only people who pre-order albums like it just prioritizes them and there is a general sale so there is opportunity and like even if they cancel the general sale i don't i'll feel really bad for the people who didn't get a midnight's code but i also will like not feel as bad because it was under their control versus in the U S it was like, you got a code randomly, like me not getting a code in the U.S., I did everything that I could to get a code. Right. And I just wasn't lucky. And so, yeah, I'm hopeful that tomorrow will be good and the sales will be good. And I'm hopeful that on, um, Friday they will send codes and people will get chances in the general sale as well. And it will be all okay.
0: Yes. And if you're listening to this and and haven't got one yet or um like haven't got a ticket yet um and you have got and you hopefully do get access to general sale like don't give up even because I feel like there definitely will still be opportunities down the line with giveaways there is already one up um let me just quickly g- grab it from where um a place mm-hmm. on ticket called a place on ticket a place on Twitter called the ticket room and they're already yeah. giving away two tickets to see her either in edinburgh london or liverpool um for the uk dates at least um so there is tons of giveaways so just don't lose hope um
1: there's a lot of giveaways there's a lot there there's a lot of opportunity and if if i can tell you from the us sale if you did not get sales tickets in the initial sale your tickets will find their way to you if you're meant to be there and i really believe that and i i think that if you if you if you want to go enter these giveaways don't feel like all hope is lost um look for pages that are reselling tickets for face value um stuff like that hopefully will be on your side and it's unclear about whether tickets are transferable um it's unclear whether you know to Tour resale and all of the amazing Twitter accounts that have been getting Swifties tickets throughout the tour um, will be able to help in international days because we're not sure. Like, all the rules by country are really different. It's harder to verify tickets. For example, in Brazil, they have PDF tickets, so it's next to impossible to verify if they're real. Yeah. Um, so I... I don't know wherever you, wherever you live and wherever you're listening to this from and wherever you want to go to the Ares tour. um, If you need help with getting tickets, if you're, if you need any like advice with the upcoming sales, um, you're welcome to join our discord. Um, We, I read every single FAQ like a crazy person. So if you have a question, I probably know the answer. Um, If it's, a country that's not in europe um i probably don't know the answer but um i can definitely help you find the resources to to figure it out so join our discord i'm always happy to help you guys get tickets because a fan of the podcast deserves to be at the Eras tour
0: true and we've survived (laughs) the great war so we want to try and help you guys do it as well um i don't know as much but if Ray's busy, I'll I'll spam her. I'll be like, check this link. Check, do, do, find this FAQ. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I genuinely just really hope that you, you get tickets if you're going for them. And if you don't, there is not. There like it's not the end. So just keep trying. And we'll mm-hmm. yeah. And hey, and don't
1: freak there. out on Twitter. Just read 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 the information you get from the website and don't read information from random Twitter accounts because they might not be real so just if you're ever like stressed about a question and it's not in an FAQ or in an email just reach out to the website themselves they have helpline they can help you don't don't freak out online because it honestly getting tickets like jack can tell you when you join the waiting room they assign you a random place in the queue and you can't change it like at the end yeah. of the day that is your place in the queue You join the queue, you get that number in the queue, and then you hope that you get into the front in time that there's still tickets left. And that is it. Like, there's nothing more you can do. So if you want to get tickets, just put on your Karma Friendship bracelets and listen to Taylor Swift on repeat. You know what I did this morning? i wore my blue crew neck which i'm still wearing today i i woke up i took off my pajamas i put on my blue crew neck i put on my karma friendship bracelet and i started playing london boy and i played london boy on repeat until i the tickets were in my cart and checked out and paid for and you bet your ass i will be doing the same thing tomorrow so
0: (laughs) i rate it that is so fun (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't have any music on so i would listen to speak now tv <laughs> up until like I, the waiting room ended. i was like okay no music concentration <laughs> even though you literally can't like it doesn't even take like, a lot of concentration but i um, know no nah, just... manifest it. we did manifest it hard to be fair but um, yeah we did we did good i'm so, so happy for that, yeah. us so we glad.
1: will help you guys get tickets too because yay exciting and i think that is it for this week um actually did you want to talk about the Beba Doobie thing, Jack?
0: Oh yeah, um just to literally say, um, the way things go, Snippet has been kinda really, like kinda passed around and Beba Doobie yeah, has spoken about it. Um and mm-hmm. it is it is coming out. So pre save it. Um it's uh if you're a a Beba Doobie fan fan, um or if you're a Beba Doobies well, <laughs> Um that was so bad. Um then you're funny. <laughs> it's like a song that we've all kinda known for a while. Um so if you wanna go pre-save it, um, go do that, um, because it will be awesome, and we stand be badoo So, um, that was literally it. Um, there was a lot to talk slay, about. Slay, so slay. It was a fun, yes, like kind of reg- fun episode from last week. <laughs> um, again, yeah. the I Discord, talked a lot. <laughs> you, I'm sorry. But you, no, but you did. But the thing is, you always say sorry, but you actually add like very valuable like <laughs> like things, which I just ramble. Um, it's so you okay. can talk, and I'm you can crazy. I'll just I'm actually happy just to sit here and nod while you just talk. Um mm-hmm. but join okay, the Discord well and we will hopefully well, get you tickets. Um, justice
1: for Jack.
0: Justice for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in one episode I'll just speak the whole day. I don't want that. That would be so bad. Nobody would want to listen to that. Um go check out the YouTube and um any streaming software. Um, and leave like comments because
1: we love reading yes. comments so Let leave know comments your vault we track love track and and right ra- if you're listening to on a podcast app make sure if you're listening to an apple or whatever make sure to give us five star rating because it really helps us out so that that's it i think that's yeah, it
0: yeah that's it just have an amazing yay. week good luck on getting tickets
1: yay Bye. bye